So remember the guy that kinda kickstarted this project? <laughs> oh, and oh, let's not even get started on all the crazy things we do when we have a crush on someone or when we're in love, right? When we have that rush of feelings all over the place. And if you would listen to your inner saboteur, you would never ever find love. Because in order to have love, we need to kind of open up and become vulnerable and the inner saboteur will automatically go like, no, 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 no. Welcome to the Me First podcast. I'm Katie and I'm so happy that you're here. awesome friend this is already the seventh episode of the podcast and i think that seven is kind of a lucky charming special number so today we're going to talk about love (laughs) and here's a twist (laughs) it's about loving yourself today i want to share some stories and tips with you how to love yourself even more no matter if you're single or in a relationship putting yourself first all by yourself is doable right i mean it's just me myself and i but that would be called the me only method however if you're a human being you crave connection and that is why it's called me first it already implies that there are others So it's not me only, it's me first. (laughs) Because we care about others and we want to connect with others. But how do we put ourselves first when we see those puppy eyes, when we feel like we're not enough? And what about letting others down? Oh, and oh, let's not even get started on all the crazy things we do. When we have a crush on someone or when we're in love, right? When we have that rush of feelings all over the place. Well, actually, that's exactly what we're going to do today. <laughs> we are going to apply the me first method building blocks to love. The examples that I'm going to talk about today are all true stories happened to me. <laughs> so it's going to be a fun episode where I'm going to kind of show you what you can do with the me first method and what you can also maybe experience in the workshop if you join me at the workshop. If you don't know what I'm talking about, check out the link. (laughs) Let's start with confidence. We know that confidence is about taking control, listening to inner mentor and your inner saboteur and then making the choices that we decide on from the inside out. First and foremost, when it comes to loving others, it is important to trust your gut. But love, just like all the other emotions, is complicated. And it involves a lot of chemicals in our brain that dictate what we should be doing. And these chemicals in our brain just loves patterns and habits. However, sometimes we want to kind of get out of our habits we want to kind of change things and in that case it's hard to trust our gut because 
Um, I'm kind of getting literal here right now. Our brain and our gut, you know, those are all the same chemicals. <laughs> so if we want to get out of there, we need to find someone else to listen to, right? And if you would listen to your inner saboteur, you would never, ever find love. Because in order to have love, we need to kind of open up and become vulnerable. And the inner saboteur will automatically go like, no, 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 no. If you know Brené Brown, she inspired me a lot in love. So check her out. And then there is your inner mentor, right? Should you listen to your inner mentor when it comes to love? Because sometimes our inner mentor, when we are having all those really big emotions, can go like, yes. But this is also, again, influenced by those um, chemicals. So then what are we going to do? Let me say this first. When you meet someone, when you are with a loved one, it's never just you and the other person. Your inner saboteur, your inner mentor, those chemicals in your brain, your gut, all those different things are there for that day too. <laughs> so your inner saboteur will be there to scream, danger, no, 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 we're not doing this. And to ask the kind of like interview-like questions, right? <laughs> Who are you? What do you like? And where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> it's kind of screening the other person, right? And it's not wrong because we don't need to know those things about the other person. And then there's your inner mentor who is there to kind of feel out the situation. Who goes like, well, how do we feel in this situation? And do we really connect with this person? And just like with any decision that you make, you need to listen to all the voices <laughs> and then take a deep breath and then make a decision. There is really no other way. No matter how complicated love is, in the end, it comes down to listening to all these voices and then trusting that really deep inner feeling, which I kind of touched upon last week when I said, well, after considering all the questions that I asked, what do you still hear? What do you need right now? And that's what you should go with. So here comes our first dating story today. <laughs> I'm going to give you an example to illustrate how these voices are present and how they can also guide you in the decision making, right? So remember the guy that kind of kickstarted this project? <laughs> because my God told me he was a good guy. My God had a serious crush on him. But this gut feeling came from my brain. The chemicals that reward kind of doing things how I have always been doing. And that didn't turn out well. So <laughs> being with him felt good for my brain. And being with him strengthened those existing patterns. My brain was like, yeah, we've been doing this for years and years and years. So this is fine. But both my inner mentor and my inner saboteur were kind of agreeing on one thing, which is kind of a rare thing. They both said, well, being with him does not really feel good because the next day you're always really, really tired. And sometimes you were just like sad. So being with him, my inner mentor whispered, is I think just kind of a way to not be alone. 
my inner saboteur had this whole list of reasons. It was like, well, think about exhibit A when he did this. Think about exhibit B when he said that. <laughs> you know, this whole like pros and cons list. So, yeah, I kept talking to him for way longer than I should have because of those chemicals in my brain. I were like, oh, yes, this feels good. <laughs> <clears throat> talking to him okay <laughs> and then one day i i finally was ready to just listen and to do the right thing so i sent him a message and i said well something doesn't feel right and i don't think that this is my next step on my journey in love so we should probably stop seeing each other and then he said oh my god i totally agree it's so fun to be around you but i don't think it will turn into anything else so as you can see, like in the end, it was all fine. But it took me a while to build up the confidence, to be clear about my own limits, to actually have that whole story figured out in my head, right? Because in the beginning, I was like, I'm in love. And then after a while, I was like, wait a second. Hmm. <laughs> but once I did, it kind of took me to this next level because I realized that I wasn't... I didn't want to participate in the loop anymore. And let me be clear, I did cry my eyes out, like, because it does hurt the brain when you kind of go against that grain. <laughs> so my brain was kind of mad at the whole thing, because what do you mean you don't just want to feel good? But it helped me heal that part of me that was only looking for the reward in someone and to just not be alone. So... Instead of asking, am I good enough for someone? Ask yourself, are they good enough for me? And it's not only for dating, it's also with other loved ones. And the stronger those connections in your brains, the harder it will be to listen to your inner mentor and your inner saboteur and to really listen what they have to say. And sometimes it might take a while before you're ready to listen. But when you do... Things will turn out for the better, I promise. So that's confidence. You sometimes need a little bit of build-up time <laughs> to get there. But just keep listening. Then we have limits. And I'm going to say the very obvious thing, but it is extremely important that, that you become confident enough to be clear about your limits. Hopefully from the get-go. <laughs> and it both... Um, it's both true for the people that you love and the people that you date. Your friends, family, everyone. And to never ever feel like you're not good enough for them or that you're letting them down by saying no. You both want to have a good time. So just be clear about what you like and what you don't. And again, this is really about that shift in your thinking. So here's just a little thing that I've been doing lately with kind of all my dates. <laughs> if someone ever reads a journal, it's going to be so fun. I might just like at one point record an episode where I <laughs> read those things to you. But okay, so here's the thing. Next time you make a decision about love or just an interaction with someone else, journal about it and answer these questions. What choice did you make? So was it a yes or a no or a maybe or what did you actually say? How did it make you feel in that moment? Then what happened next? 
How did you feel afterwards? Like, not the next moment, because the next moment is usually that moment where you go like, "Mm." (laughs) but a bit later. And then, what did you learn from this experience? Because, yeah, we can't always make the perfect decisions, but then there's always a lesson. Here comes your second love story. (laughs) I'm just going to talk about condoms. Because if you've ever been on a date and it kind of got there, there's this vibe, like we all learned it at school, but still there's this kind of, what's going to happen next? It's a blurry thing. And when I started dating, I had no vocabulary whatsoever to being clear about my limits. When things started to kind of get there... (laughs) I got way up in my head looking for the right words, but nothing came out. And I just kind of got stuck in my own head like, okay, should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? How does this feel? What should I say next? Should I even say something? (laughs) And it kind of could ruin the mood. And then I decided to start journaling about it. It didn't matter what I chose or what happened. I just answered those questions for myself. By writing about it, by thinking about these decisions that I made, how I felt about them, and what I learned from them, I came up with ways to communicate my needs and my wants. So I kind of engaged in this conversation with myself instead of with the other person (laughs) to figure out what I wanted and what I needed. So when things got serious the next time, (laughs) I was ready. (laughs) And I don't mean that kind of ready. I mean... I had the words and the most important thing, a no, ready. I knew where the bubble was and I was ready to just be like, Mm-mm, that's that's where you went, touch the bubble, no more. <laughs> and I wasn't stuck in my head thinking about what I want and don't want, what would be nice, what wouldn't be nice, because I already sorted that out for myself. And yes, there are always things in life that or new things where you just don't know yet. Also with dating, I mean, I so often have people ask me questions where I go like, well, I never thought about that. (laughs) Or I don't know how I feel about that. And I also learned to say, I'm not sure. Let me just get back to you on that later. Because in the past, I would be like, well, I need to answer this right now, right? Like there's no other way. (laughs) I just need to give an answer, but I don't know what, so I'm just going to say something. (laughs) I learned to say... I'm not sure. And I would, again, do the journaling thing and maybe work out, like, if I say this, this is what would happen. If I say this, this is what would happen and this is how I would feel. And then I would be more clear in my thoughts and my needs and wants again. So when it comes to limits, just learn on the go. And when you're not sure about something in the moment, just learn to say, I'm not sure. Let me get back to you on that. And... A way to become more familiar with your bubble is to just write down the decisions you make and then journal about them or just whatever works for you to go a little bit deeper on them and then figure out where the bubble is. Alrighty, the last part. Energy, you know it's my favorite part. (laughs) It's about floating in water, right? So when you are with someone... That is your aim. I mean, please, what else? (laughs) 
it shouldn't feel like a chore or something that you have to do. And you shouldn't be up in your head like I was in the previous example because that will drain your energy. And you shouldn't be doing something that you do not enjoy because that will drain your energy even quicker. You're just going against the grain. So no. <laughs> Make sure that when you're on a date or doing something fun with a loved one, a friend or a family to dim the voices a little bit and be in that moment. However... If the voices become really loud and if there's that loop in your head, for whatever reason, do lean in and do go like, well, what do I need now? Because at that point, you are not in the flow anymore. At that point, you're back up in your head. So communicate and let the other person know that you just need to take a breath and think about what you need right now. I'll be really honest. It will feel weird like the first, I don't know, five times when you do this, <laughs> when you just go like, one second, please. Okay, <laughs> but people understand, people actually understand, it's totally fine to do this, because once you get up in your head, people can feel that and see that sometimes even, and it's not fun to be around you, so as soon as you kind of just speak your truth and go like, one second, please, they go, thank you, finally, you kind of broke that like um, weird vibe in the air, right? So when it comes to dating and being with a loved one, remember to have fun to float on the water but do not analyze the water or drown in the water <sighs> this is your last love story today so let me know if you recognize this you go on a date and you're so busy in your head a or planning your wedding with the person <laughs> Or to figure out a way how you could end this date as soon as possible. And you just kind of miss the whole thing. When you think back on it, you maybe remember, maybe remember their name. <laughs> but that's kind of it. You're like, I don't know. I thought about our wedding, not about anything else. I wasn't listening to him. So you were so busy with yourself that you forgot to enjoy the moment. And let me tell you, that is again, me only. That's not me first. So if you only think about yourself on a date, that's me only. That's not me first. There's another person there who wants to connect with you. So that's not what you want to do on a date. <laughs> and actually, I used to have that a lot. <laughs> and sometimes I still catch myself getting caught up in a thought. Also with like friends and stuff. Sometimes I just catch myself, oh, I kind of missed the last five minutes because I was still thinking about what you just said five minutes ago, but sorry <laughs> but what i learned is actually such a simple thing that works for me is to or just say it out loud or just go like i'm sorry i just missed the last five minutes because i was thinking about x or y or i just write it down even i can just grab my phone and quickly just make a note because then as soon as you acknowledge that thought it will just go it will just be put to rest so when I'm on a date, I do my best to be fully present, to not get distracted by my past and all those patterns that are, or you know, the inner mentor, inner saboteur telling me things, and also not the future. It's not about getting married or <laughs> ending the date because I know this is not it. It's about being in that moment. It's about 
enjoying the company of that person. True for friends and family as well. It's not about getting out of the situation when you're kind of tired of your family. It's about being in a moment with them. Here comes the very specific love story <laughs> that you've been maybe waiting for. <laughs> so there was this one date. And as soon as I saw him, and I think we hugged, but it was already an uncomfortable hug. And I just knew that the vibe was off. I thought, mm. like inner mentor, inner saboteur, gut feeling, everything was like, mm. and let me just point it out. It wasn't a danger, danger. This is, this is not, this is not it, girl. You should get out of it. That, that wasn't the case. <laughs> so if that happens, of course, just leave right then and there. It was more just that feeling like, he's nice, but not my kind of nice. No. <laughs> so I already made dinner and I mean, I'm really into food. So I was like, <laughs> you know what? Come on in. Let's have dinner. <laughs> and we actually had an amazing time because I dropped that pressure of thinking about getting married or, you know, the need to have a relationship with this person. And I just thought, let's just have dinner. And I also dropped the voices of the inner saboteur that were like, Go, you're wasting your time. I mean, you're not getting any younger, go. There are a lot of other guys out there. If you have a dating app, the dating app will always, always make sure to remind you there are other guys out there. <laughs> but I just dropped those voices and I thought, no, I'm just going to be here with this other human being and connect with him. And at one point, my inner mentor, well, my inner mentor from the beginning was kind of like, hmm, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't. It's not it, but um, maybe, maybe, you know, just talk to him. <laughs> and by talking to him, him that evening, I mean, I had good laughs and everything. It was kind of fun. And I learned a lot about myself as well. And I think he had the same experience. We just connected on a human level without the need to go any further than that. And it was just a really nice experience. I think also when you're just with friends and especially with family, um, sometimes it can get a bit overwhelming and stuff. And then your brain can go like, well, how do we get out of here? This is so annoying. I just want to go home. Or, you know, those six hour long meetings at work. I just want to go home. Well, what if you just drop those things and think, what if I'm just in the moment? And then again, think about floating in the water, right? So if that date would have just been super boring, at one point I would have been like, oh, I just want to have my dinner, man. <laughs> I'm just hungry. <laughs> so it's still about being in a floating state and focusing on what you need. But as long as that's still happening, you know, go with that. Don't try to just put extra pressure on the things for no reason. So today was pretty long, but it was a special episode because we focused on love and you can never talk enough about love because it's so important. But I'm just going to summarize the things that I told you about today. <laughs> it will be your cute little cheat sheet for love if you need it in the future. <laughs> when it comes to confidence, instead of asking if you're good enough for another, ask yourself if they're good enough for you. Listen both to your inner mentor and inner saboteur. And be aware of existing patterns and habits that you have. And when it comes to making a decision, it will still come down to that inner voice, what you decide on. About limits, 
write, 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 or use your way of expression to think about your experiences and decisions that you make. Learn to say no to the things that don't feel right. And when you're not sure about something, learn to say, I am not sure about this, let me get back to you. And when it comes to energy, just float on love, my awesome friend. When you get caught up in your head, just get it out of there. So that thought can just float away in the water (laughs) and then be in the moment. I had so much fun with this today, guys. I had so much fun just coming up with these stories for you. As in, like, picking up the ones that (laughs) I thought would be nice. (laughs) And I still think some of them are kind of... Maybe too much. Oh, well, it happened. It's done now. So (laughs) we're just going with the flow. Um, I just want to mention one more time that if you want to apply the Me First method to your situation, your life, your love life, your dating life, your work, whatever. Um, Make sure to sign up for my free workshop where we will do a similar thing as I just did today with myself. (laughs) But then we will actually focus on all of these exercises, right? So it's going to be super fun. I I cannot promise that there will be dating stories, but if you want some, I will probably whip some up for you. (laughs) So... Thank you so much for listening and I hope to see you at the workshop and have an awesome day. I think you are super awesome and I love you for sure. Thank you for listening today and I'll see you back next week. I think you're awesome. Bye bye.